Good morning, Nachum. <clears throat> Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayigash. Parshas Vayigash is an especially emotional parsha, whereby we have the reunification of Yosef, first of all, with his brothers, after Yehuda uh, provides a most powerful and emotional uh, speech before the viceroy of Egypt that wears him down. And clearly, what Yosef had wanted to do was the complete fulfillment of his second dream, whereby his father would come down and bow down to him. But Yosef's, quote, emotions get in the way. Yosef won reveals himself to his brothers and we have that emotional encounter and secondly we have later on Yaakov coming down to Mitzrayim and father and son reunited after 22 years and finally we have at the end of the parsha, B'nai Yisrael down in Mitzrayim beginning the Shibud Mitzrayim, the sentence that was proclaimed to Abram Avinu at the Bris Ben Absorim back in Parshas Lech Lecha. And interestingly, and as a quick aside, our rabbis tell us, as we'll see again next week, but the last 17 years of Yaakov's life that he spends in Mitzrayim might very well have been his quote-unquote happiest years. Now, when Yaakov is on his way down to Mitzrayim, he's in Beersheba and he's offering korbanos to Hashem at that time. Uh, some say that he was hoping that just as Hashem stopped his father from going down to Egypt. Perhaps Hashem would stop him as well, and that the uh, decree of servitude could be fulfilled some other place other than Mitzrayim. And again, Hashem tells Yaakov that Legoi Gadol Asim Chasham. It is just there in Mitzrayim, very counterintuitive that you will become a great nation and you will not completely and totally assimilate. <coughs> Yaakov, at that time, the Torah says that Hashem appears to him, bimaros halayla, literally in a night vision, and he has a dream with a most magnificent prophecy. And the Beis HaLevi calls that prophecy, the promise of Hashem to Yaakov, as the greatest promise of all. Namely, that Hashem was inextricably binding himself with the destiny of Klal Yisrael. Now, what does that mean? It means that Hashem will only alter the laws of nature for the benefit of Am Yisrael, the Jewish people. Meaning that 
this world functions olam kiminhago noheg. Hashem put nature into this world, and there is a certain hiddenness that Hashem provides to the world, giving man the opportunity to believe in God. If Hashem was more open than what he is, man would not have free will. Yet, at times, Hashem breaks the laws of nature and reveals himself. So Hashem promised Yaakov that this would happen only on behalf of the Jewish people. Namely, when a situation arises and Am Yisrael are in great danger and in need of salvation, at that time, Hashem will reveal Himself to the entire world and rescue the descendants of Yaakov. And this is how the Beis HaLevi understands the Pasuk in this week's parsha, chapter 46, Pasuk 2, whereby Hashem says, Pasuk 4, forgive me, Hashem says, Onochi ereid imcha mitzrayma, I shall descend with you to Egypt, and Onochi a'alcha gam olo, I will as well bring you up. Now, the Beis HaLevi understands this idea to mean Hashem was telling Yaakov that when you, the Jewish people, are down, when you are low in stature, when you are subjugated and persecuted, so kaveyochol am I. As it says in Tehillim 91.15, says Hashem, Imo onochi bitzara. And note that Hashem uses himself with that pronoun as Anochi. And conversely, Anochi Aalcha Gam Olo, I shall also surely bring you up, means not only literally up and out of Egypt, but that the glory of Hashem will be elevated, the glory of Hashem will be exalted throughout the world through the process of the Exodus through Yitzias Mitzrayim. And indeed, this is how the Beis HaLevi understands the essence of the Shira sung by B'nai Yisrael. And we, every morning prior to Yishtabach, cap the Psukkot Zimra by reciting with excitement, the Shira, which they said upon their miraculous deliverance following the splitting of the Red Sea. Now, if I were to ask anybody, tell me, what is the essence of the Shira? So you're going to say that Hashem saved the Jewish people. 
and you're right. However, it's not until the last pasuk that they proclaim the just just that. Uvnei Yisrael hochu b'yabasha that the Jewish people went on dry land amidst the sea. Now the first 18 psukim of the Shira, what are they? They are a proud proclamation of thanksgiving to Hashem. That Hashem chose them as the vehicle by which His name and glory were exalted throughout the world. As it says in the Shira, Shamu Amim Yir Gazun Peoples throughout the world heard about Kriyas Yamsuf and terror gripped the dwellers of Plishtim. We are to understand that though there was no CNN in those days, Chazal tell us that waters all over the world split, even mommies giving their babies, children, a bath in a little bathtub, the water in that bathtub split as well. Rachav, when she tells the two spies that she hides at the beginning of the book of Yoshua, and she says to them, quote, For we have heard how Hashem dried up the water of the Sea of Reeds. And if we continue to see the prophecy that Hashem gave to Yaakov, that he would only alter nature for the benefit of Klau Yisrael. What do we find in the book of Doniel, the miraculous deliverance of Hananel, Mishael, and Azariah from the furnace that the Vuchadnezar Harasha had built in his honor, and that these three young tzaddikim refused to bow down to that statue. So we find that in front of everybody, when these tzaddikim were thrown into the furnace, everybody saw unbelievably the three of them literally walking around in the furnace with the presence of a maloch. And this showed everyone once again Imo Onochi Bitsara, that Hashem is there to rescue the Jewish people. And the magnificent glow of the eight lights of Hanukkah, <clears throat> which are still most fresh in our memories, as well as the bracha that we recited at that time, Sha'asanisim Lavosenu, that Hashem brought miracles for our forefathers. And we believe that there were two miracles to save the Jewish people. The first miracle was the military victory as Rabim Biad Ma'atim. The few prevailed over the many. Now, if there are and were those that did not visualize and realize that this victory was a miracle, Hashem performed the second miracle of the Pach Hashemen to illuminate and clearly abide by his promise to Yaakov of saving Klai Yisrael 
and proclaiming his absolute authority over nature that he created. And therefore, it's thus most understandable that Hashem introduced the revelation at Sinai with the word Onochi, the same pronoun that he used with Yaakov, as here too the whole world was aware that a revelation, a change in the natural order of this world was performed on behalf of Klai Yisrael, once again bringing glory to his essence. Now, if you think for a moment, what is somewhat challenging is the conversation at the burning bush. For almost a week's time, Hashem urges Moshe to accept the position of leadership and lead the slaves to freedom. Now, aside from Moshe's humility and sensitivity to his older brother, Moshe protests and says to Hashem, Mi Yonochi, literally this means, who am I that I should go to Paro? However, in view of what we've been saying till now, the Anochi of Hashem to Yaakov, Moshe could very well be protesting and asking, wait a second, you said, Onochi Alcha, you and only you alone would raise them up. And Hashem answers, no, ki eye imach, I will be with you. There are times, and indeed most often, that Hashem works his wonders through man. And so, for example, on the great day, what day? November 29, 1947, a man sat in the chair presiding over the United Nations as that momentous historical roll call took place. Now, who was sitting in that chair? And if your answer is President Orhana of Brazil, you're only half right. The Rav Zatzal suggested in his essay, Kol Dodido Fake, that it was none other than Anochi. And therefore, we should understand that the promise of Hashem to Yaakov is really both a privilege and a charge that every member of Klai Yisrael has to bring kavod, honor, and glory to his great name. And therefore, we close every tefillah with Oleinu. Now, upon reflection, wait a second. What's the essence of Oleinu L'Shabeach? Have we not been praising Hashem throughout the davening? And therefore, I believe what's happening now is as follows. That our prayers, our praise and requests have all been till now directed towards Him. And now, as we are about to take leave of Hashem, of the Beis HaKnesses, we're declaring that we have a mission to do to to enhance and perfect this world under the sovereignty of Hashem. And therefore, our honest practices in business, our pleasant demeanor in interacting with people, our shalom bias at home, all serve to create greater manifestation of his anochi in this world. And therefore, the Kaddish, which is recited by the surviving sons after the passing of their loved one, in essence states, my relative in his lifetime, through his character and his actions, brought a Kiddush Hashem into this world. And therefore, 
therefore with their passing there's a void and I will therefore attempt to bring Yiskadal v'yiskadash into this world. Finally, we had, and when we had, a Beis HaMikdash, it was not only a place that unified all Jews, bringing them together for the Shalosh Rigolim, it was not only a place that one could bring a Karban and get closer to Hashem, it was a place where the whole world saw constant miracles as we find in Pirkei Avos, Perek Hay, Mishnah Zion, proclaiming his sovereignty and dominion over this world. And therefore, our fasting this coming Tuesday, Asara Beteves, which marks the beginning of the end of the first Beis HaMikdash, is a reminder to us of what we are missing the Onochi, and an opportunity to daven and pine for the speedy return of the third base Hamigdash, wishing everyone who's able to fast a meaningful fast, one that's going to inspire us. Therefore, wishing all a Shabbat Shalom to all.